Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Remember this viral incident from 2019? Trans woman Gretchen Diaz said she fell in line for the women's restroom at the Quezon City Mall when a janitress told her to go to the men's room instead. She asked why. As she began filming the encounter, the janitress dragged her to the mall security room to have her arrested. She was eventually detained by cops, cuffed, and shamed. I'm Franco Luna, Puma Podcast. In this episode, we dive deep into online chatter about the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans communities, and what these reveal about deep-seated homophobic attitudes. This is Teka Teka Explains. I remember this media outlet asked me, they asked me to record a two-minute video. And then when it was aired live, I just thought that the most important part of the message did not make it. Like, I remember towards the end of that message, I said something like, I urge the government that we should pass policies or laws to ensure that our human rights are being protected as part of the marginalized sectors in the Philippines. So I wasn't really happy about that. So, you know, I was kind of thinking, do we really have allies in the the media? That's Edda Katabas, executive director of the Cebu United Rainbow LGBTIQ plus sector. She was speaking at the forum called VibeCheck. What do Filipinas online have to say about LGBTI issues? You know, they are actually in survival mode. If we'll talk about lives, the reality of trans lives in the Philippines, many of our people are denied access to education. Gretchen Diaz's case happened three years ago. Since then, perhaps partly due to the pandemic as well, there haven't been that many widely publicized cases of LGBTQ harassment. Or have there? New data shows that the LGBT community is under attack online just as much as offline. Here's Mint Marquez. Mint is the CEO of Sinanstrat, a social media intelligence and strategy firm which conducted the study. In this narrative landscape, when online Filipinos encounters are with the LGBTI community are often with LGBTI individuals who are framed as victims, what does that make us think of LGBTI individuals, of the LGBTI community as a whole? So without headlining viral stories that also present LGBTI people's successes and joys and humanity, a disempowering victim narrative persists unchallenged. Sinanstrat combed through more than 400 media articles that fetched over 100 engagements and found that most media coverage of LGBT issues tended to focus on stories about showbiz, media, celebrities, and public figures. Most reports focused on, you guessed it, 
Vice ganda. Angles that had anything to do with the LGBT community were often about pageantry and celebrities coming out. To be exact, more than 60% of the articles Sin and Strat went through were about similar topics. And that's a problem. Maybe that's something that we expect, and maybe that's something that we see in our own feeds. For example, we don't necessarily see non-advocates talking about pro-LGBTI legislation all the time. We don't necessarily see them talking about anti-discrimination bill all the time, but they might be talking about vice ganda. It's really more to do with making individuals of the LGBTI community, particularly the celebrities, um, prominent, and they become the face of, of the issue. For now, what's important to really see is that when it comes to policy, they don't get that much engagements compared to everything else that's more focused on showbiz. So Edda Katabasa's question is a valid one. Do we really have allies in the mainstream media? Often, hate crimes are framed as isolated incidents and not as patterns of systemic oppression. And in the rare instance, when broader trans issues do make the news, discussions relating to the political and civic participation of LGBTI people happen primarily through the lens of straight cisgender people. Mint says we do have stories focusing on the problems of the LGBT sector. They just aren't as prominent as the showbiz and entertainment stories. The media also use LGBTI terms interchangeably which Mint says betrays a low awareness of SOGI. SOGI stands for Sexual Orientation, Gender Identity, and Expression. When you see media posts about LGBTI topics on social media, you'll see that audience response is overwhelmingly negative and often exclusionary. Haha was the most common Facebook reaction on LGBTI-related stories published from May 2021 to 2022. And while haha might be an ambiguous react to interpret, we know that it often means mockery. Sinan Strat and its study of thousands of comments on media posts found that almost a third of all sentiment was negative. And the lion's share of those comments came from men. When stories around hate crimes do get empathetic reactions, they mostly came in the form of Filipinos calling for the same punitive measures and harsh interventions against violence based on soji. For example, Dapat ibalik ang death penalty was the strongest message in the comment section in those stories. Things like genitalia and God's will were also commonly used arguments against trans people. Babae pa rin yan, lalaki pa rin yan. We've all seen those comments. Filipinos pointed to bathrooms and pageantry to argue that a trans woman is still male. Filipinos also thought equal rights, including asking to use women's restrooms, and asking for a recognition of pronouns is too much. There seems to be a sentiment that it's like it's too much to expect people to unlearn your dead name, for example, and, and learn your new pronouns. Like it's too much of a hassle for people to keep up with that. It's easier for online Filipinos to empathize with something that has a clear bad guy, that has a concrete face to an issue, versus big sectoral issue that might be a little more abstract and unapproachable to them. You might be asking, why should petty things like Facebook comments matter to advocates and Filipinos? Here's Mint again. If I see comments like this, and if I see that many, many, many people have opinions like this, it might inform my own. It might condition my own, and it might influence me. So this is an important part of the narrative landscape that we have. It creates the impression that this is the common impression. 
But if that's what online Filipinos keep seeing, eventually this might be something that an unengaged person might eventually adopt. There's not much the law has said about this, with the Soji bill being one of the slowest moving bills in the country's history to date. If it passes, the bill would penalize gender-based discrimination with a fine of at least 100,000 pesos. Mint points to the United Nations Development Program's LGBTI Inclusion Index, which focuses on five dimensions within the community. Political and civil participation, personal security, education, health, and economic well-being. And this narrative landscape speaks volumes about the community's political and civil participation. Yet surprisingly, one of Sinanstrat's many findings was that many Filipinos do acknowledge and accept trans people. They just don't want them around in their spaces. These sentiments are not necessarily people saying things like you're not actually trans or trans people aren't real. So in a sense, it accepts that there are trans identities. It's just that it's still exclusionary in the sense that there's no genuine inclusion here. There's no treatment of trans women as trans women. It's still asking people to create a separate, distinct space for trans women that is distinguishable from a space for cis women. And this is something that's very apparent in our narrative landscape. That concept that you can accept the trans community, but also expect them to make spaces for themselves and not join cis people's spaces. But now the silver lining. We've at least identified the problem. And there are concrete steps we can take to improve the situation. It's easier for online Filipinos to empathize with something that has a clear bad guy, that has a concrete face to an issue, versus big sectoral issue that might be a little more abstract and unapproachable to them. Just something that we've seen from online Filipinos, particularly the ones who aren't advocates yet, they have to be convinced that there is a buy-in for them to be invested in something or that there is a buy-in for them to be invested in also advocating for your rights. And often that buy-in is also some sort of benefit for them. So that's just one of the ways that we angle, that we angle human rights advocacy or human rights messages. Mint says advocates can take back non-inclusive spaces by actively participating in the discussion on issues that matter to the community. We need to engage with and share our stories so that they can reach audiences outside LGBTI advocacy groups. That does mean engaging in more neutral spaces and outside of our advocate you know, echo chambers. Those are exactly the types of places where we need to introduce our advocate messages to compete in this narrative landscape. Otherwise, this narrative landscape as it is, status quo, will just continue to fester the way that it is. Because ultimately, the fight for a more inclusive society benefits us all. And that was today's episode of Teca Teca Explains. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. If you want more content on the LGBTI community, listen to Meet LGBTQ, that's cute with a Q, for love stories with pride. We're excited to build our community with you, and it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.